This is season two, episode one of Just Jade, how not to get fined doing Airbnbs in Miami in 2021. I can't believe that this is season two and I cannot believe that it took me six months to get here. As I'm sure you've heard from everyone and their mother, the real estate market is insane. It's on fire. It is absolutely crazy. So we've been very, very, very busy, but not too busy to tell you about this valuable information that my colleague Amit Buddha and I are gonna go over today. Basically, we're gonna go over what to do, where to start, how much you need, what the budget should be, can you get financing, kind of how to navigate Airbnb investment condos in Miami because it's a huge um, topic right now. And um, I hope you enjoy. So Jade is the expert on our team that does um, short-term rentals, Airbnbs. So Jade, how often does someone ask you about um, wanting to do an Airbnb in Miami? Like wanting to purchase an investment Airbnb property? Probably once a day, maybe twice. (laughs) Once a day. And where where are these people coming from normally? Um, You're either getting people from up north, out west, or out of the country. And are these people that just visited Miami and fell in love with it, or they just had the idea, a friend of theirs did an Airbnb? So a lot of them have come here for vacation, and what they want to do is use it at the same time, right? So they, they want to come, oh, I'm going to come in the winter or whatever if they're in New York, and but then all the other months, I want to be making money from it. Okay. So let's let's assume for the sake of the people watching this that I'm a person, one of those people that called you. So I guess we could just pretend we're going through that situation and hopefully this will help others. So Jade, you know, my wife and I, we visited Miami. It's amazing. We love it. And we're speaking to a few friends and we're thinking about doing an Airbnb here. So what can you tell me about that? Well, that's great. I'm happy you like Miami. Miami is beautiful and magical and it's one of a kind. Um, What makes you want to have an Airbnb here? Um, well, we like the area. That's one thing. And okay. we figure sometimes when we don't rent it out, we can stay in it. Okay. And we think we'll make a decent amount of money. So you want to be able to come down a part of the year, right? Every once in a while for a few weeks. Okay. Okay. Got it. Um, is there an area in Miami that you and your wife like? We're open to it. We're open to whatever ideas you have. We're not sold on anything. And then as far as purchase price, what, what were you thinking on that? We're open to that. I, I guess if you can tell us what do you think would be the best, sure. the best, you know, best potential for less hassle, most return on investment. And basically, you know, the, the areas that most tourists like in Miami, I would assume. Sure. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about um, the areas of Miami and how they work with Airbnb. So, um, a lot of people come to me and they say, oh, I want an Airbnb on the beach. And I tell them that's not going to happen in Miami because Miami Beach really, really doesn't like Airbnb. They don't like short-term rentals. Why is that? It's just a conflict within the, the you know, the government or, you know. The tourism and yeah. hotels and stuff. Yeah, there are a lot of hotels on the beach, like you said, and it's, they don't want the competition. They don't want condos having that ability. Um, there are a few, but they're in Sunny Isles or Hollywood. So if you're insistent on being on the sand, on the ocean, we can go there. 
If not, you can go on, there's one hotel, one place on the, um, on the bay. It's on Miami beach. A lot of times we refer to the beach and we're talking about Miami beach, not the sands people, but it's on Miami beach, but it's on the bay side. So there's a couple places over there. If you're not dead set on that area and you really want to capitalize on your return, the area that I would suggest is either downtown or Edgewater design district. Those are the two. So, so Miami beach wouldn't be the place to do it. No. Okay. And so you said, you said downtown Edgewater and where else did you say? Edgewater slash design district. So there's one building in particular um, that I've, I've sold uh, a few units at and um, it's kind of at the epicenter of both. So I, I just say that. Um, Edgewater and so what makes that building good and what, tell me a little bit about that building. Okay, so that building is called Quadro. Um, and it's a very unique building because you can short-term rent and you can also walk to the design district. So did you have a chance to see the design district while you were here? Yeah, it looked like Rodeo Drive. It, yeah, it's very cool. Each store can, um, you know, design their facade. And actually Haley told me that um, when the stores were initially there, they had free rent, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, to get them to go there. But um, now, obviously, everyone wants to go there. So it's it, they don't need to do that. But um, yeah, so it was designed by Craig Robbins a couple of years ago and it's really come into like a hub of Miami. And being able to walk there and to walk to a place called Midtown, which I'm sure you drove through, um, is very appealing to, to a lot of people. Um, so for those that don't know what Midtown is, and I, I want to I go a step back because it's funny. I went to... Um, to the design district um, a few months ago, um, pre-COVID, I guess, so that's more than a year ago. And my friend and I went to get food there. We were in that like food court and they, the guy was um, selling us Asian food. It was really good. And we asked him, my friend is very business-minded and he was, he's nosy as well. He's like, hey, what's your rent? And then the guy's like, um, you know, believe it or not, I don't, I don't pay rent. All, when I signed the lease, what I did is, um, they were, I, I spent like $15,000, got everything set up and I have to pay a percentage of my, of my, of what I make. And, and so it makes it easier for people to, to get it. So, um, back to Midtown, for those that don't know Midtown, can you describe Midtown? Midtown, uh, I love Midtown. Haley loves Midtown. She just recently discovered it with me <laughs> last week. Um, it is kind of kind of has like a Brooklyn feel, um, if you're familiar with, with Brooklyn and New York, which most people are. Uh, it has little shops and little um, and like restaurants. It's kind of like cute, like a cute little area. And it has a couple of condo buildings there and it has like a big target and things like that. So it's right down the street from Design District. You can actually walk before you can in. It was very separate, but now they're so close. Um, so it's kind of where you would go Monday through Saturday to get lunch or go shopping. And then once when you want to splurge, you'll go to the design district. So it's more of like a relaxed, nice urban feel. Nice. And Haley, who's Haley? People keep okay. hearing Haley. Sorry. Haley, come on and say hi. This is Haley. Hi. <laughs> so Haley is my I don't like to say assistant because it sounds weird. Um, she helps you with your deals. She helps with everything. So yeah, Haley's Haley. She's just, she just doesn't have a job title. She's right, just right. 
<laughs> okay, awesome. So, okay, so you shared the location, you started talking about Quadro and what makes Quadro um, so unique? I know you've sold multiple units there. Why, why do people wanna buy in Quadro? They wanna buy in Quadro because of the location. You're right next to the design district. You're right next to Midtown. You are 10 minutes from the airport, which is so great. I mean, I live over here too, and it's easy, easy shot in and out. Uh, you're 10 minutes away from the beach. You just shoot over 41st and you're at the ocean. Um, and people really like being that, being in that kind of center. And a lot of people are now coming to Miami to go to the design district, to go to Wynwood, to go to art events, you know, during Art Basel. And this is a really nice place that you can get to all the events and you're right in the middle. So um, tell me about the building and the amenities. So, you know, all your standard Miami five-star, you have the pool at the pool, on the pool, you're actually overlooking a place called Bay Point. Um, so it's all residential houses. So there's nothing blocking your view. You see this nice greenery and then you see the, the bay and Miami beach. So it's beautiful. Um, and that's the view at the pool. You have a really nice state-of-the-art gym. They do that everywhere here. Um, you have a business center, you have like a, common room, whatever you want to call it. What I think I like most about it, and this kind of sounds weird, um, is it has such a good energy. The building, when you go in there, you, and that's why I just put a second person in contract there because he said, oh, when I walk in here, they just, they're, I like it. it. It's got something attractive to it. You can't really like put your finger on it, but you know, the front desk is super nice. The management is nice. That never happens. Everyone is just really there to help and nice and happy and easygoing. They're not like, you, you didn't pay your elevator deposit. They don't do that thing. Um, so it, it's a place you want to be. It makes you feel really welcome. Nice. So like with those units, what type of units are in there? And I know depending on when the person watches this, prices could be up. But currently, June, is it 7th or 8th? The 8th. June 8th, 2021, what, what, what are like units that sell there and what are they selling for approximately? Yeah, so there were studios, there are none left. Um, ever since, uh, for some, the, the uh, developer of this building is the CEO of the company is from Chile. So a lot of Argentine, Chile, you have a lot, a lot of like Latin Americans that love this building because they like the feel, it feels like home. Um, and maybe that's why I like it too, because it, it feels very welcoming. Um, so there were studios. Um, they're gone, uh, unfortunately. What were those selling for? Um, the last one was selling for th about three hundred eighty thousand. Um, okay. And that is, it was. I remember on the sheet it said fifty-four square meters. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> in, in it's the easiest way is just to multiply it by ten. Okay, and so like, that's approximately. Yeah, this, but the studio was really well laid out, so it was easy to convert into, um, to, you know, a bedroom and then a living room because it was so big on this end. Um, right. People would prefer to stay in a place like Quadro as opposed to a hotel. You have a full kitchen, and I think mm -hmm. now that people are more like health conscious and that kind of thing because of COVID, uh, they love that. They love having a refrigerator, having a full kitchen. You have a washer dryer, full size. That's great, especially if you work out or run. Um, so they were starting at, they were around the 380 mark when, uh, the last ones, and then the one bedrooms right now start at, we just took the last one. So around 430, 430,000. Um, How big are those? Do you know, or, or the meters, the square meters? I can try and do the math. One bedrooms are 
I think 74 square meters. So around like 850-ish square feet. Okay. They're pretty big. Um, and they have a huge closet. <laughs> now I'm, I'm curious. I'm going to do the 74 square meters and try and figure it out. I guess we should know yeah. these things because I, I should definitely because I've been doing this long enough. <laughs> 74 square meters and feet, two feet. 796. Okay, so yeah, so basically 800. Yeah, so that, that's the one bedroom. Then you have two bedrooms which go up in price. Obviously, you're around like the uh i'd say right now 650 maybe to 800 up um, depending on how nice you want to get and that kind of thing and the view and the orientation and all that um what's also nice about it is you get a parking spot so with some of the other buildings that are coming up like yotel pad downtown which i've sold at which is a great also a great pr uh, product different but great um you don't get parking there's no parking garage mm. so people, if they're coming for business, right? Let's say they are coming, they're gonna spend three months here traveling around, uh, have to meet different you know, contacts. They, they're gonna have a car nine times out of 10, right? And it's nice for them to have a place to park it. So that's really a benefit of the place. Your HOAs, just so you can run numbers, are 87 cents a square foot. Okay. Um, and that actually includes a handyman, which is very cool. Oh, really? Like, well, a, I know. like a superintendent. Wow, that's, yeah, that's nice, pretty nice. cool work there and um you the minimum is a three-day rental so they don't want to make it nightly rental just to kind of avoid some of that like riffraff or so to speak um but the so the minimum is three nights uh three nights stay and you can either have a you manage it yourself have a management company or they have one as well so it's just up to you what you want to do so like i'm trying to think it through like so say i'm an owner yeah. and i have someone that wants to rent for a day but three days is too much for them. You can just charge them three times as much, right? Yeah, I mean, they don't, they, they, they'll have to pay three days. Right, right, right. Essentially, they'd be booking three days. And just right. Yeah, so, so yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty basic, but sometimes we forget about, like, the basic things, like, in case someone is thinking about, oh, I don't want to... And daily rentals are difficult, right? It's it just... There's a lot of cleaning and all that other stuff. Right? I'm sorry? Most people come for a weekend. If, they're, if they want one day, like that's very, I mean. Yeah, that's, it's rare. When we go to, uh, you know, our conferences or whatever, it's usually two or three days. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so as far as this property, Quadro, um, so tell me about some of the other ones that you would recommend design district around here um and then you have a building called yo Telpad, which is actually going to close in a couple of weeks which is really exciting um because we've been waiting a long time for this and yo Telpad is totally different so quadro is more like a boutique kind of airbnb place um yo Telpad is an international brand um and you feel that so um the developer who worked on the project is uh, based out of Middle East, I think Dubai, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And you can really feel it in their design. It's very edgy, very technologically advanced. Um, there's not a, I don't believe there's a person at the front. It's all kind of- um, Tech. Tech, exactly. Um, and that doesn't have the three day minimum. So you could do it nightly if you want. You could rent it every month, whatever you want to do. Um, 
and there's, I mean, the developers all sold out of it, but um, I'm sold out sure. really quickly, right? Yeah, yeah, it sold out super fast. Um, and but I'm sure there'll be resales um, at the time of close because you still have to uh, pay the other balance. So maybe some people will fall through on the, the other 50%, you know? Um, yeah. So that building is downtown. Downtown is an interesting location for Airbnb, as you know, because you have used to be American Airlines, but now, <laughs> right? The, so the, where the Miami Heat play, um, you have that, you have the port of Miami where the cruises come in. So people who are waiting to go on their cruise, that, that's where they'll stay. You know, if they're going to a show in American Airlines, that, that's where they'll be in downtown. It's right, they can walk. Um, you know, it's funny. I got a new client who, who works for that company. And okay. I didn't, I'm sorry? FTX? Yeah. And I didn't even like know that that was the new name. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm moving here and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay. Now I know. One of the things I forgot to tell you guys that are that are watching is Jade, even though we're speaking about these couple buildings, Jade has a list of a ton of buildings that she can help you with if you, you know, reach out to her. We're just highlighting these to give you examples because everyone's tastes are different. Their budgets are different. But like for a minimum, what would you say a minimum if someone is thinking about buying a, a Airbnb? What would that number be? Minimum price right now, I would say like 420, which is funny, uh, 420 or between 430. Um, could you get lower than that? Yeah, but I'd say, I mean, I'd say around 400 just to be safe. Okay, and with the market, stuff is going up. So yeah. depending on when you watch this video, it could be, it could be significantly more. Yeah. Um, so what, do you have any idea? And I, I know you probably would be just guessing, but if someone wants to get an idea of what their return would be or anything like that, do you have any idea of what they range in price from? The same thing that I said to one client that you're copied on their email. Um, I don't have my series seven, so I cannot sell securities or a promise of return, but um, I can tell you that uh, an estimate for, for instance, for my client at Quadro is he's going to get around uh, between nine and 10% per year. Um, he financed the property. So he's obviously just going to make the difference, but his old concept was to have it pay for itself and make a little bit if we can. Um, and Yotel pods around the 10, 11 mark as well. So that, that's typically what you see. You know, the funny thing is like when we look at return on investment, a lot of times it, that's all we get, but we get appreciation too, right? Yeah. Um, the property will definitely go up in value. Yeah. So um, we see are there any like do's and don'ts or any other pieces of advice that you'd like to give before um, we close this out? I would say um, try to know what you're getting into before you get into it. I mean, a lot of people think they can manage an Airbnb property and they don't realize how, how much goes into it. The cleaning, the this, the that, the organizing, the keys. They think it's really easy. Um, and How would they do that? I, my suggestion would always be to use a management company. Um, unless you really want to be hands-on, but it is a lot of work. So, um, and we have those that we can recommend as well, but um, the easier, so, the better, you know. So basically your turnkey, right? Someone's, someone decides to do this. They call you up. You'll give them a list of the places to see. They, they'll, they'll figure it out based on their budget. Um, you can tell them about each area, the shops, the restaurants and all that. After that, they put in an offer. 
after the offer is accepted and you close, then you would recommend the people to get it ready and then to manage. Yeah, so I would recommend don't try to furnish it yourself. Furnishing a unit or anything in Miami is kind of headache. So it's better to just either you can, there are people that I have for that as well, or you can um, buy a furniture package. It's easier. You don't have to lift a finger and it, they give you a lower price. If you try to furnish it yourself, you know, you're not getting wholesale pricing. So get it furnished. Absolutely. Right. Um, so you'll basically give them white glove service. They call you and you take care of everything. Collect your return at the end of the day. That's all you Right. Do. Right. That's, that's good. Okay, cool. Um, anything else? Which property do you want to buy? <laughs> <laughs> so the last thing I wanted to say too is um, when Jade says to like, know what you're getting into, really know what you're getting into. Cause you can get some massive fines in, in Miami, Miami Beach, just all of Dade County, even other areas as well in South Florida. So a lot of times people will just give you advice because they want to close the sale. Jade has clients from all over the place that this is a, a side business for them, you know, where they count on every decision. Because as much as you think you saved on the price, which you probably won't, you can all of a sudden lose your returns really quickly if you buy the wrong furniture, if you have the wrong management team. There's so many ways to screw this up. And that's why I've been in real estate 17 years and I don't want to screw it up. So I send them to Jade. <laughs> and don't buy in a building that's not, that doesn't have the approval. You're going to get killed with fines. It's not worth it. Don't try to sneak it in. Don't do that. Just, it's not, don't waste your time. Just go in a building that, that has the short-term rental approved. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because just, just because you go online and see something in Airbnb or Verbo or wherever you see it, doesn't mean it's approved probably 90 percent of the time it's not approved there was someone in my building doing it and uh, the owner got a huge fine the people that were in there got kicked out in the middle of the night because you're not allowed to do that um so really just even if you find some random list online just double check um with us preferably or anyone really who knows what they're talking about because it could say yeah this is short-term rental approved like for instance, there's a building in Edgewater, you could, you used to be able to, right? In Opera Tower, but there were 112 violations within the past year, complaints to the city, and now you can't, they took it away. So just make sure to double check prior to buying because it's not worth yeah, it. Yeah, and that's, that's another good thing that you brought up that I totally forgot about. Just because a building can do it now, doesn't mean tomorrow you can do it. And Jade knows which ones are, she can't guarantee anything, but she can give you the best chance of a property that's going to continuously be able to do that. Because your return, if you buy it and you can only do it for a year, you're going to get killed. So Jade, if someone wants to get in touch with you, obviously your information will be below. But if they want to get in touch with you, what would be the easiest way to get in touch with you? Um, I would just say, text me, call me, 631-276-9003. Can you say that a little bit slower? Only if you're nice. Uh, six, three, one, two, six, nine, zero, zero, three. Okay, cool. Uh, thanks, Jade. So thank you all so, so much for taking the time to listen to Just Jade, season two, episode one. 
and I hope that you got some valuable information out of it. If you have any questions or comments or you think I messed something up or you just want to say hi, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Jade Kalbacher and I'm going to let you figure out how to spell my last name. Um, Anyway, I look forward to talking to you guys soon and hopefully it doesn't take another six months.